Hey everyone, it's Michael. Before we get started, wanted to let you know about the Union GK app. The Union GK believes that all goalkeepers, parents, and coaches should have access to personal mentoring, college recruiting, and training, which can be thousands of dollars annually. The Union breaks the barrier to entry to these offerings with a cost-effective subscription. So regardless of your location, your subscription allows you to connect with world-class professionals throughout the goalkeeping industry in a safe, intimate setting and receive unbiased feedback and guidance. For more info, go to theuniongk.com or download the app at the Union GK community on Apple or Google Play stores. Thanks for making the union possible and on with the show. Welcome to Inside the 18. I'm Michael Majid, live from a very nice and dry West Hollywood, <laughs> California. With me in also hopefully a dry location, 99 World Cup winner, Suskia Weber. Uh, Suskia, is it, is, it, is it dry there now? It's drying out. I'm, okay. I'm not sure. I've never had to use sandbags before, so I'm not sure when you remove them. And do you throw them away? Like, or do you keep them for another day? I mean, I'm going to have to Google that because I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to have to keep going to the firehouse next time we have like the monsoon that we just had. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. And, and by the way, uh, our, our very special guest right now is not dealing with a monsoon right now, but probably dealing with frigid temperatures. Northwestern assistant coach and new union pro mentor, Morgan Rule. Morgan, you have the most scenic background oh for a college assistant I've ever seen in my life. It's amazing. It's the best. It's the best. I definitely don't take it for granted. We, um, It's been a little foggy here lately, so it's been sad not being able to see everything. But yeah, our field's right out here. And then you can see Chicago is like, <laughs> um, it's awesome just, like, um it's pretty sweet so yeah i never gets old never gets old i mean susk i thought that they that, when, when it is that the lake oh. behind you yeah so it's lake michigan's like i have the greatest story about lake michigan <laughs> i have to tell it so okay. i was okay and she'll kill me but i don't care so so we were in Chicago playing um, the U.S. national team, and I was in the training room in the hotel. The training room, like, overlooked um, Lake Michigan. And Kate Markrath, um, then Kate Sobrero, uh, was in the training room with me. And I was just looking out at the lake. I was like, gosh, you know, I was like, that is so big. You would think it was an – you just think it was an ocean. You know, yeah. you look at it. And – Kate, who is from there, <laughs> like <laughs> goes, goes, what are you talking about, Sasuke? It, it is, it is an ocean. And I go, and I she said it so much confidence that yeah. I'm just dumbfounded laying on the, there was like silence in the training room. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like and she goes, Don't you ever repeat to anybody that I ever said that. Like that. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like doing like the logistics in my head. I'm like, ocean, like it's not the Atlanta. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's a great lake. And, but she literally <laughs> knows that. And it was the funniest thing. Funniest thing. I'll never forget that story. I tell that. Uh, I tell people. <laughs> all those people that go surfing in Chicago, right, Morgan? They just Hey, you surfing. can surf. 
Can you, you really? Can. Yeah. You can hit a mean boogie board in here too, if that's more yeah. your speed. We get some waves every yeah. now and then. Okay. Okay. I mean, both okay. boats sink in that thing, like the whole nine yards. I know it's a great lake because it's called the Great Lakes, but like, but it's like the biggest it, of all of them. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's pretty darn massive. Never know. She'll kill. Me. I'm, to, I'm gonna I'm gonna text her and tell her I told that story on air today. Rest of her heads up. <laughs> isn't she isn't she like a big deal now she's huge she was a general man she's huge <laughs> that's what i thought that's what I thought. very highly educated. general manager of u.s soccer like <laughs> she was but she's like very highly educated notre dame like everything and i was just like what are you talking about <laughs> oh my god you know who else is highly educated morgan rule uh that's right you see that segue segue right over right over well, you- there you kind of have to be to walk onto Northwestern's campus, don't you? Oh my lord! Because <laughs> they're they're obviously like student athletes we deal with are brilliant, and everyone's like, "Oh, did you go here?" And I'm like, "A little different speed, a little different work." <laughs> hey, come on, not- Louis. Here. Louisiana State University is known for its academics, yeah. as we all know. Go Tigers. <laughs> go Tiger. Go oh, Tiger. Go Tiger. I had a great experience there and I uh, got a really good degree. So fantastic. Fantastic time. <laughs> hey, at this point, you, you can go anywhere and get a great degree. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. I'm just I'm just hoping the Patriots take Jaden Daniels uh, with the third pick. Uh, everyone. Every, everyone's like, what podcast is this that we just did? I know, and see, like, it's geography. It's, it's all over the place. We're, we're a little loopy because it's been raining here, Morgan. We're not used to this. I mean, literally. We haven't talked to people or seen anybody. Oh you know, it's true. Everything shuts down. Mudslides. You know. Sus- so sus- trash cans going down the hill, this right? Is true. Mm-hmm. Did you let it go or did you chase it? I think that's the real It was my neighbors. <laughs> I wasn't going after it. <laughs> He like, no time to that it was. He it was, it was all the way down the hill, and I was watching it. And then the next day, he's like, "Do you have my trash can?" I'm like, "No, but I think it's all the way down the hill there somewhere." Cindy's yard down there somewhere. The, 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 this, by the way, guys, if you're wondering what happens at United Soccer Coaches Convention, this is basically it. This is what happens. <laughs> At United Soccer Coaches Convention, which is a wonderful segue into yeah. why we're having Morgan on here. We're going to talk about it in a second here. Uh, Morgan was a 30 under 30 for United Soccer Coaches. So congratulations, obviously, on that huge accomplishment. Um, but with part of that is uh, you got to do a presentation at convention this year. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about that experience before we kind of get into the topic? Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like after I went to my first convention, I'd kind of set that as a as a goal for myself that I was like, I want to present there someday. Like I want that to be um, something that I have established myself in a way that like I have something semi worth presenting. Um, so that was always something that I had wanted to to strive for. And then they had sent out to like our 30 under 30 class. Like, does anybody want to um, present? And I was like, do it. Nice. I was a little like, oh God. And I was like, nope, you're doing it. Suck it up. Um, and so I was super excited to even have that opportunity and then kind of got a little bit more of like what the details were going to look like. And um, when I started to see what that looked like, I understood that I was very transparent with them in the beginning. I'm like, I want to be just in the goalkeeping realm at the moment. I'm like, that's just something that I'm really passionate about. And that would be something that I would like to present if that's okay with you guys. And they're like, yeah, for sure. Then I kind of got more of like the details about what the setup was going to be um, and understood that that um, had some different limitations and challenges on what I would be able to present, um, which is still exciting. So I was like, now I get to be 
creative in this space. And I think it was something that was pretty relevant to um, a bunch of different coaches because we all have different things that pop up that you can't control, whether it's field space or weather or you're suddenly indoors or whatever. And you just kind of have to pivot. <laughs> like if there's one thing I'm about to do, it's pivot. And here we are. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's fun. It's funny that you said that, Morgan, because, you know, Suski and I, we were obviously there, uh, you know, with the with the union and the podcast. Uh, literally, we were over on uh, Media Row and uh, Susk, they set up Morgan's session at Media Row. Literally uh, in the middle of Media Row, <laughs> which, which was great. I didn't like. I thought it was great, but they never like. We didn't get like a, a like a schedule in a sense of like it would have been great to have a schedule when people's like sessions were. I didn't have it. I didn't see it, and I'm sure I could have gone on that thing. So all of everybody on Media Row would be like, if they were doing a podcast or something like that. Yeah, you can't work around it. There yeah. was like you know, all this background noise or balls flying by. And like I was nervous about that. I'm like, all I need is like for to parry a ball and I like knock out somebody's like, Lord knows how much like, man, I'm like, that's not in a liability. Thing. Well, like, we would have caught the ball, but it's okay. Yeah, I was like, well, I'm parrying it this way. Like y'all are good. I don't know what the are doing. I can't, I can't have that on my conscience right now but <laughs> i mean it was so, it was so funny before you were setting up morgan uh anna witty from uh from from cbs she was over there uh and we were just chatting about and she was like walking by she's like are they doing sessions here i said yeah she's like oh that's not some people might want to take down their stuff like <laughs> there yeah. were these kids just hammering balls like warming up and they had and, the mini goals too that I was like, if any of those nets, I'm like, luckily that's a really good like example of the durability and like manufacturing of this <laughs> goal space because if one of these nets break, testing our product, if it's good, you know, maybe that's something we move forward with. But that was an adventure. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, well guys, before we get into the topic, uh, which is going to be movement efficiency, which is the presentation that, uh, that Morgan gave over at convention, just want to uh, say a few things out there. First off, um, shout out to everybody who's been joining, uh, the union, uh, GK app. You guys are fantastic. I love everybody who's I've been working with in the mentor program. All the other mentors have been having great results with the people they've been working with and, um, shout out to, uh, uh, Zoe Reed and Nico Roros who've started doing some, uh, weekly, uh, articles and blogs exclusive for union members. Um, really, really good stuff. Morgan, I know that obviously, you know, Nico, uh, pretty well, uh, from the coaching world and, and he's giving his perspective on goalkeeping every week with different topics, which I think is really awesome. And then also, uh, Morgan rule is now a new mentor on the union platform. So we're very excited. Uh, Morgan, I, I honestly consider one of the top, uh, young coaches coming up in, in, uh, in the world. And, uh, we're just humbled and honored, um, after, you know, United soccer coaches allowing you to present that you'd be willing to, uh, grace us with your presence no. since there's such a big deal now, you know, but I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, uh, Morgan, uh, really quickly, why, why is it important for people like yourself to get involved in, in these mentor programs and, and share your wisdom, uh, with uh, the next generation? For sure. I don't even know if it's like my wisdom but i think one of the really exciting <laughs> things about being a goalkeeper coach is that there's so many different philosophies and like you can always as the game is kind of modernizing like you always have to be on your toes and there's so many different athletes that we work with and even just within the college game like all of our keepers are built different therefore all of they move all of them move different therefore all of them have different strategies and if i haven't come across a keeper that's super lengthy and long then like maybe i can collaborate with somebody else and i think that's just how we not only grow ourselves as coaches, but just grow the game. Like I think the specialization of, of coaching goalkeepers is such an exciting and fluid 
and creative space to be in and being able to to just bounce that off of people. So like, I don't see this as me like mentoring people. Like I'm excited to grill people and be like, how do you do that? How does that work in <laughs> environment? Like plot twist, this is just as much for me as it is for y'all. <laughs> I did to, to learn, but it's, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's just a really cool um, opportunity. So I'm, I'm thankful to even have the opportunity to do that, that you guys are allowing me to have that platform. So thank you. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny, Morgan, because, you know, um, Susky and I, you know, we talk about it and we will get to the topic at some point, guys, trust me. But uh, but I, I, I just I just love all the love that's just sharing here. But Susky, you know, I love what Morgan said in regards to like we all have to learn from each other. And one of the things that I've been really, really, um, really adamant about when I do mentor sessions uh, with with young players or parents or or young coaches is that, you know, this is not the way this is. These are some suggestions. These are some ideas Let's collaborate together so that you can succeed. It's not about me in these sessions. It's about you, right, Susk? No, absolutely. And I think even with the, the mentors, the mentors that we have, like I've had conversations with people like I think maybe, you know, depending on what their issue is or something like that, maybe have a conversation with Morgan or have a conversation with Mike as well. Not don't just have the conversation with me. I think that they'll give you another perspective if it's a call if it's a college issue or something like that. You know, like there are other there are just so many other great mentors and coaches out there. My my way isn't you know isn't the only way and at all. And so you know it's good and that's what that's what the platform is so great about that you can just you can move around in it and and find different voices and philosophies and see kind of what resonates to you yeah i mean i mean i've people people dm me to set up sessions and and i've set up some sessions with somebody and i said hey you know what uh i i appreciate what you're, where you're going right now but uh i'm not in the college environment right now so it might be better for you to talk to somebody in the college environment right now because i'm i'm going off concept and as as you know morgan we're all we're all about we're all about realism right we're not about concept we're about dealing with the reality um which i yeah, think is even a good, for uh, me like off off the field stuff like in the gym training and stuff like that. Like I know what I do and stuff like that, but I'm not the, I'm, I, they're better mentors out there. I can create a session for you in the gym. Um, then I can, and I I've sent people to them. So let's, uh, let's get into the topic. And like I said, today's topic is movement efficiency. Uh, Morgan, before we start looking at the session that you put together, what is movement efficiency in your mind? Yeah, for sure. I, I kind of see it as how can we gain an extra half second just by not having to reshift our weight, not having to take a negative step to then go laterally, just different stuff like that. And how can we provide our goalkeepers the autonomy to understand and self-correct? So a lot of this session is like me doing the opposite of what I want them to do, me creating an environment that takes away everything that I want them to do and then them having to kind of self-discover. How do my hips get incorporated in this? How does my foot and like activating my quad and using my core and like, how does my noggin like shift me within these different spaces. So when I think of like the efficiency, I think that's different for male goalkeepers versus female goalkeepers. Um, I think that's different kind of based off of the physical attributes of different goalkeepers as well. I'm going to emphasize in female goalkeepers, your hips and your core um, for sure, but there's also different elements within each goalkeeper. So it's kind of give them a platform to sort of self-discover uh, what works for them. And, 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 you know, my favorite thing here, Susk, is that that Morgan is not, in, on, not only just showing us about how movement efficiency, but she's showing us efficiency of setting up a session here uh, <laughs> at the very beginning right here. Just we got a lot going on qu here. 
quality, quality setup, quality setup right here, um, Morgan. <clears throat> so no, but what I like is that you know the comment you made about that gaining that split second, you know, mm -hmm. with with that efficiency. When I was when I was in college and out of college and stuff, and, I, and like I've told the story a thousand times, but I used to train with the sprint, the track coach at Rutgers. He's trained with the sprint coach to work on my my start, right? To work on my explosion and to get rid of that that back step that a lot of people take to go forward and everything who better to, to break that down for me than somebody that's working with like sprinters that have to come off a block in a sense. And, you know, a lot, you'll see a lot of football players and wide receivers, they work on that too. And it's like not, and it is those little split seconds make the difference between, you know, whether you, a 50, 50 ball, a 70, 30 ball, a smother, like a, a block save and it's those little little things those efficient things make a difference for sure absolutely and um again the kind of the, the reasoning behind this session one that's something i'm super um passionate about is like how can we just heighten our efficiency um but also just to paint a picture a little bit more i know we, we talked that i was in the middle of um podcast row but that literally meant that i was on a concrete floor <laughs> which is why which is why i don't do demos anymore <laughs> um just to clarify a lot of this i was like i didn't want to do just a straight up handling session and be like oh these are different ways that you can like kind of work through some stuff um, i show a little bit of that at the end that's kind of what we progressed to but i wanted to kind of showcase some of the different things that we do within our environment so all of our goalkeepers have a 15 minute plan um, beforehand which kind of consists of different activation, different mobility stuff, whether it's injury prevention, um, just hip mobility stuff, shoulder mobility stuff, or if it's just different, like <coughs> muscle stuff, trying to move stuff physically from a short-term memory into a long-term memory and just doing high reps of that with, which in our environment, if I have 15-ish minutes with you to get you going and try and progress through something, and then you're going with the full team, because obviously our class schedule's here um, and in the college realm, like you don't have the same environment. Um, I was like, how can we give you guys something that you can do in your dorm room that you can do in the locker room beforehand that you can do out on the field if you get out there early um, that creates a bunch of like high reps, but it's not physically taxing. So some of this stuff you'll see in the beginning is like basically just targeting that. So today's theme was just that efficiency of movement. So can I feel myself shifting the weight onto my right foot and then stepping and driving out with that left? Um, and then so kind of go through this a couple of times. Yeah. Just, just re really quickly, Morgan. I just want—I want anybody out there right now who's just listening to the audio, really, um, you know, go onto the union and watch the video because there's some really, really quality stuff right here, including Morgan teaching us how to do a new TikTok dance. So yes. I really, really, really liked that. <laughs> oh that you'll, you'll see. No, but this is—I honestly, this is awesome. I love it. <laughs> you'll see too. And I, again, it's just like a massive rubber band that we hooked up to the uh, the goalpost here. There's one that I didn't. Um, I actually did it at the convention and I didn't do it here. We eventually get that um, big rubber band around their waist. And then you're either like tossing a ball, they're tossing it to themselves. And that's kind of, you incorporate more of that hip and quad activation here. This one is just them feeling that weight. She was kind of struggling with it a little bit. So I gave her a target. Um, and then eventually I moved my foot and I'm like, hey, point your toe towards my toe. And then she really got to feel like, what is that push on my back foot? And then I'll, now I'm steering from a directional standpoint with that front foot. Again, this is trying to say, if I'm in my set position, and there's a ball struck to my right, I'm not taking a step with my left and then a step with my right. This is me being able to shift drive every single time. So you'll see that here. Um, and then you'll see that as we kind of progress throughout. But again, doing it back to the left side, I kept this in here because at the end, when I go to move the iPad, um, you'll see her be a goober, which I love. This is also, this is CJ Roy. So this is uh, one of our first year goalkeepers here. Um, so she's been 
gracious enough to let us use this film uh, for today. So super thankful for her to do that. Mm -hmm. But um, she's progressed through this. This is a really cool time for her because we got to do some of this stuff in the fall. Um, but really being able to get into the nitty gritty of her mechanics and stuff in the in the off season has been something she's really um, embraced, which is super exciting as a coach. So. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely love that. And, and Susk, you know, obviously, you know, you worked in the collegiate environment, you know, when, when you were at UCLA and, you know, when you get those, those younger goalkeepers who are just getting comfortable in, in, in the collegiate environment, you know, and, and they may, you know, you, you, you haven't worked with these goalkeepers. They come from different environments, you know, um, sometimes they're a little bit all over the place and, and it's, and, and for you to be able to, to focus on their movements and, 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 you know, um, work out some things during the spring is just so vital, right? No, absolutely. And, and the key is, ex, you know, the key is the communication and explanation on why, you know, you have to give, you can't, you know, you don't want your keeper to just come out and put a band around their leg and do it. They have to understand what they're getting out of it and why they're doing it. And, you know, that's especially, especially with the younger goalkeepers that come in because they're coming from all different training backgrounds and everything like that. And so, you know, those explanations and then seeing them seeing the results of that, are key. Yeah. You know, um, you know, speaking of that, Morgan, you know, just really quickly before we go on to this right over here, is it, is there, is there an adjustment period with these young goalkeepers when they first put on the bands and, and they're not used to it and everything like that? And do, do they, do you have to, you know, kind of change your coaching behavior and be a little patient because they might get frustrated and say, I don't want to do this anymore or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, I, I haven't gotten, too much pushback. I think we we have. <laughs> I don't want to do the bands. <laughs> the people in our environment that I don't know if it's just that they're going to be like, no, that's stupid. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I try, like, if I see them like struggling with stuff, like you could kind of see there, like I demoed it, and obviously that didn't necessarily translate for her to then just be able to hop right in and do it. So then I was like, okay, let me put my hand up and give you a reference here as if it's a ball. Okay, we're still not getting the foot where I kind of wanted to. Let me put my foot here, and then I'm like, so as a coach, you kind of have to. And then again, you're always talking about the why with this stuff. Um, I do a different uh, after their warm up. I do um, kind of more of a our, our group this last fall and the group the fall before. We really struggled with like control and closing, um, and so many elements like our our movement. Like they haul tush out in the second it came time that we had a semi cheeky person dribbling us. It was like we were on our butt every mm. single time. Um, so it was super helpful that they were embracing and seeing like, okay, that's a little bit of an issue. Um, and then our warm up, basically I'd have them pair visualization with different like closing speed stuff. So, like they close and like imagine going into a block save. And I think there's a big piece of visualization. Actually the last time I was on the podcast, I talked a good bit about it, but pairing that and they were kind of like, what in the hell is she talking about? And I had to kind of like, here's the research articles and here's the film. Of life. <laughs> Northwestern, Northwestern. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they're like, I was writing a thesis on movement yesterday. <laughs> they're like, okay, okay, relax. But um, it was something they were like, oh, okay, like this makes more sense that we're doing this like wonky stuff. But the band stuff is like, I feel like the tip of the iceberg with some of the stuff that I think they're pretty open to um, within our environment. So I'm thankful for that because they could be like, she's losing her mind, um, which <laughs> I just call creativity. Come on now. Um, so what yeah. do we got going on here now? Yeah. So moving into here. So we have two goalkeepers now within our environment. Uh, one is very like heel heavy in her set. That'd be CJ. Mm -hmm. um, then we have another one that's very like toe heavy in her set. So it's like, I wanted to think of something that would just make it feel so awkward 
that, that just gets super exposed. So if you're super heel heavy and I ask you to jump backwards over a hurdle, you're falling on your butt. Right. Um, which CJ's done this a couple of times. So she's a lot more comfortable in here and she's kind of learned to then have that translate in. And it's like, okay, now that we're back in this new set stance, then how are we reacting out? So again, it's trying to get her back, put her in a space where it's like, okay, she wants to do what she's used to doing. And now she has to like overcorrect that into a space that after she gets that, then it's like, okay, projectiles coming at my noggin. How do I deal with that? So then it's like, okay, how do our, how does our core get um, incorporated into this? You would see, also you see our team doing uh, the moonwalk in the background. I have so much iPad footage of them just being goobers. <laughs> oh my God, I have to see that request. <laughs> you know, so I, and I love, I love what you're saying because you, <laughs> it, it's Go one ahead. thing to say to your keeper, okay, you're, you're setting, you're timing, you're setting flat footed, you're setting on your heels, your body weights back and everything like that. And to tell them and, and just not, not change your, drills in in order to expose it so that they understand why they're getting beat instead of just the the vote i need you setting on your i need you setting on um you know on your on forward more i need you like you're setting too back on heels you can't just tell them so yes. you know if you show it to them and they're like oh and they get it and that repetition of now i feel that my body's uncomfortable now i've been put into a situation where it's exposing it i'm, I'm setting backwards i'm on my heels boom the ball's in the top of that boom the ball's in the top of that okay if i set and i set forward even though i'm going backwards hey now i can control that ball easier and the same ball is being saved but that's the why again and you have to you have to tweak your training sessions to show it to expose it Absolutely. I, I, I want to bring, I want to bring this up really quickly, Morgan, because like, you know, one of the things I was just thinking about when you, when you said that in regards to, you know, the different goalkeepers in your environment, which have different strengths and weaknesses as, as we all do in our environments, um, is one of the, one of the most difficult things is people come to convention and they'll see your presentation and they'll just take it home. Yeah. And then they're just, they're just doing it without understanding that like this goalkeeper this is the act. This is this is the, the the why for this person. This is the why for this person. You need to adjust these sessions at home for the why for your goalkeepers. Absolutely, absolutely. And for CJ too, with this, usually I wouldn't do this like right on the goal line, but with her, she tends the second she rocks back, her core elongates and then her head right. goes backwards. So then everything goes back. So I wanted again, never would she be set that flat on her line unless she's like dropping back on a cross or something or flank serve. But I wanted to put her there again. So if she feels that it's in the top of the net, right. it's in the top of the net. It's at the instant gratification. Again, in theory, she'd be out further, probably in front of where that hurdle was from a starting point. But I wanted to kind of, again, shape the environment. So she's getting that instant gratification of what's working, what's not. So in that one, you kind of see her pop back and you see her head stays a lot more steady and tracks as opposed to the one before she goes all the way back. Um, I'm talking about something there, Lord knows. Um, and here too, I asked her, I eventually show the film from the side. I smush the poles up. That's fantastic there. I yeah. smushed the poles up. Um, so it creates that alley. And I asked her, I was like, I want you to after, because part of the theme with the session at the convention was you wanted to translate to other areas of goalkeeping. So yes, we want her to shift. If she's moving laterally to her right, that weight goes to her left and she pushes out. And like that right foot is steering, but I was like, I want you to finish that movement. And I wanted yes. to put holes in a space that created a positive angle for her to do that. So then it could then when we, as we progress throughout here and we'll move laterally a little bit um, in a smidge here from, yeah, here and, go with it. And that's such, and, and it's such a key. It's so key 
because what you get with a lot of young goalkeepers and and you get that that they they get the save in or they get to the point of contact with the ball and they try to hold hold their body they yes. try to hold that energy um young kids try to pull back right from the direction they came from continue the energy continue through the save continue through the ball because number one you'll control it better number two the save will be better. So you're going to follow through. Like, what do we say? Newton's theory. You can't just put, you can't like put a wall up and expect to stop it with that, that energy. You have to keep going, taking that extra step. It's huge. Absolutely. And that's huge. like, that's when you talk about the why it's like, that's the buying. Cause they're like, well, I caught it clean. And like, even with like some collapse sides where it's like, yeah, you, you collapse, went to the ground, held it clean. It's like, that fight to try and keep your feet is then going to translate to when that ball is extended further. When you're having to right. go for a cross, you're used to just, two-step drive like you being able to get your feet going and then again the bigger picture of like how is your core how are your hips how are your shoulders how is your noggin all kind of playing into this like giving them again the autonomy to like feel what that feels like as they follow through and they're like okay i'm a little loosey-goosey here because i always call it like the seat like my hands are going and my foot's going but my core is all the way over here like right. feeling yourself follow through um i think is super important Yes. I, I want to say this, you know, you know, really quickly, Suskia, because I, I love one of the things that that's going on with these sessions right here, because the the why is so important and also understanding like why you're doing this. And it's not to keep the ball out of the net right now. I think a lot of young goalkeepers, you know, Susk in, in the foundational environment, like they just go, well, I didn't keep the ball out of the net. So I'm doing bad. I'm doing bad. I'm doing bad. As opposed to recognizing these little tweaks that we're making here and there that are going to lead to the full picture as Morgan's showing through the progression of that, of that activity. Yeah. But I also think that it's the build, you know, like you're seeing the way this, this is progressing, the little micro movements, you know, and, and not every session, like we said, has a, you know, parents, please listen. Not every session has to, you know, send your kid to the upper 90 to make you, to make them feel that they're, they're getting a good training session in, right? These movements are what you're doing 90% of the time other than distribution in, in a game. And so it's those little movements keep you from actually having to release and go to the upper 90 and keep, keep you actually, in control of your body and of that zone instead of just like, okay, go, 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 you know, gone are those days, you know? Yeah. You know, and actually you just brought up a really good point right there, Suskin and, and Morgan, you know, I think that a lot of the reason, and I know it's happened for me that I end up having to power dive is because my movement efficiency isn't that great. And I'm caught out of position or I'm, I took too big a step or whatever. And now I'm forced to just kind of push off and go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and absolutely. We, we've actually we addressed that. So this and you're and you're short. So no just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I have to cover the goal somehow, right? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Morgan. No, that's okay. By the no. way, I got asked to play on Sunday in a monsoon, and I was like, I'm good. I'm no. so Susky, I'm not that crazy. So. I'm okay. Oh good. Um so with, with this piece of it, I have her jumping laterally across, and you'll have um her landing on if she's jumping to her left trying to talk about it so people are just listening on the podcast if you're jumping to your left she's landing first with her right foot and that's where her power is coming from that foot's hitting first and then she's driving out um we started where it's just a serve in her hand from a volley and then i eventually serve it from the ground and then we eventually extend her a little bit um from a diving standpoint again as we talk about how all of this builds like the actual session topic uh, was building a foundation that translates um so it's one of those things with 
Yes. I need to know what session that was. That is not a TKI session. That's you have to explain what just happened because people that are listening. There's a little uh bloop that showed up on the screen that says, You mean we shouldn't just run around the goal three times and dive over buckets? No buckets, no fire breathing dragon. That's on no 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 like four people crouched down, nothing. That is I've had to do before. That is iconic. Um, oh my god, it's definitely not TKI. That's very <laughs> that is amazing. Sorry, that's totally totally distracted. That and that's old school goalkeeping there. Yeah, I remember one of my first goalkeeper camps. We drove over like a rusty metal trash can, and I was like, "I'm about it." But now I'm like, "What?" Yeah. Well, I when I used to do, you did those sessions, those demos back in the day, and they had like literally had like who could go over more people, and they had people crouch down, and you'd start at the far post, and you just go, and I'm just like, "When does this happen?" Yeah. <laughs> like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Um, I saw I saw this session and I was like, oh, I'm like, what what awful level of goalkeeping is this? And I was like, that was the 1992 men's national team goalkeeper training session. I was like, oh, boy, things have changed a lot. <laughs> yeah. oh, lots, lots more um, decision making and structured stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> this, this is uh, sorry, getting this back here. What, where are we at now? Oh, I'm serving here. OK, so again, she's kind of moving laterally. Now it's a little bit of a, again, announced thing. We saw when she was doing just the, the handling part with her, um, with just the coming from the volley, she struggled a couple times to get her core over. And then she was opening back here and it was again, kind of popping into the net. And then she did a really good job of self-correcting, understanding that to even get her shoulders there, she had to get her hips moving and then to then kind of proactively hit it. Um, and it, over goes, it goes back to what you're saying about they were having an issue of being stagnant. So getting to into a set position and, and the fact of goalkeepers out there, if it, number one, if you're set too early, right, then you're, you're basically like in cement. So cement. you're not going to get that explosiveness, that quick bounce, that quick shift, that micro movements done. And you're kind of done in a sense. So it's that timing of that, those little micro movements, the proper foot placement, and then you can get that little shift in your hips and in your upper body and core to get over and make saves that had you been stagnant, either one or in the back of the net or two, then you do have to power dive or try to because you're you're so set. And so it's really about that timing and that energy in your body. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we talked um, a lot of our themes that we've been talking about. It's just like the different aspects of positioning based off of what you're seeing from the striker. So it's like, do I see the inside of their knee or do I see the front of their knee? And then how is that going to impact the trajectory of the ball coming off? So we've been talking about that from a positional standpoint. And with this, you kind of see, this is gaining you that extra step that if you've kind of already been moving laterally across your goal and you start to see the ball curving that you can sneak in an extra step, it's mm -hmm. teaching you to have the control to then take that extra step and go, or is it something that falls on a rope and it's direct and I'm just pop, pop, go. Yeah. Um, so we, this part is like a little bit, fluid within that um i also thank you for the freeze frame with me. i was about to say that's like the greatest <laughs> freeze frame <laughs> and the ball literally <laughs> yeah. happens. come on now um but no just talking about just some of the yeah, thank you again for playing it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> mike beating up, the, beating up the facility here in our little indoor no, no. Um, 
Hey, no, it's, it's just like quality freeze frames. Yeah. Um, I want to I, I want to bring this up really quickly, Morgan, because like you know, one of the things that's uh, that that comes up a lot of times in, in in conversation with younger coaches now, and again, I think a lot of younger coaches also, much like younger players, a lot of times you know take things way too literally, and they're like, well. Everything's got to be unannounced. Like what's what blah, blah, blah was saying at the blah, blah, blah symposium. It's all got to be unannounced and blah, blah, blah. And it's like there's a time and place for everything. And the mm -hmm. build here from announced to unannounced is really important because yeah. you can't really work on that efficiency if you're just doing unannounced service. Yes. Well, yeah. you have that's coaching. Like you have to, you know, that's how I keep saying it. It's the difference between a trainer and a coach. Like you, there is a time and a place and you have to be able to sit, you can do unannounced and your keeper can constantly be blown into the back of the net, but are you going to fix the reasons why, you know? And so there's a, there's a place for everything. Awesome. And then we, um, again, as we kind of move through this, like <laughs> the hard part. Yeah. You took that right under the bar <laughs> <laughs> um, from, from the penalty spot. You're like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was after my uh, I had to come back, you know. It's kind of <laughs> um, but as we kind of like progress through here too, Ooh. you'll see some of it um heartbreak. I'm like, oh no. Um <laughs> as you like, you make that save right there from the penalty spot in a game from being out of position, that's like a world that's a world class <laughs> save. Again, and that's why it's like if you're and getting she's almost getting there. there. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, if you're even getting close to that, I'm like, let's freaking go. Um, yeah. But with the announced, the unannounced piece, like some of that too was with the control. So it started with the volleys. I'd hit some that were a little bit further out that she had to extend and go. I hit some that the second she hit down, they were straight at her. And same thing here. Um, well, if you mind pausing this guy here real quick. Sure. Um, the should same go back, thing. Should here. I go backward? Um, sure. Oh, yeah, oh, oh. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, Oops. Oh, oh, here. Hold on. We have to see this again. Oh, oh no. There we go. Perfect. Um, okay. But same thing with the just like progression of it there. Like as we, as I did announce that I was extending her a little bit further, she still understands that I can hit it a yard off of that. And like, she still has to then control herself enough to do that or read it and be able to kind of take off some more. So um, again, this session has zero decision-making in it um, outside of just some of the technical stuff. Like there's no real tactical decision-making, which again, I don't think is like a great representation of what our environment usually looks like, but this is more of just a, announced kind of <laughs> technical let's work on our, our movement here um and then i just finished up this was something at the the convention that i just showed um also our two keepers on the outside are pretty heavily modified at the moment um so you'll see the, the there's some different limitations so it's just cj working on the inside um but this is just something at the convention that i wanted to show that i thought can translate to a lot of different environments a lot of space um difficulties too if you only have a little area of space you don't necessarily have a goal it's just little technical stuff so you can start with passing we did two touch passing we eventually went into little one-time passes super simple stuff here nothing crazy but you can make your little diamond bigger smaller you can have obviously have the people a little bit further away you'll start to see um part of this is i wanted them to just we use this as their warm-up so again in theory i talked about the first couple things with the band, that's our activation phase. That's done before they even pop into training. Um, but now this is a moment where they can kind of get going, move laterally, understand how's their body shifting as they're moving laterally. Um, nothing crazy here, getting our feet going. Pass, pass, and then they're kind of tracking this ball across. Boom, setting in again. As you're in exactly what Suska said earlier, as you're in there early, 
because the whole theme of this is, you know, it's going there. You don't have to move at the pace of the ball, get over there and then don't be cement leg. So if you're just in there waiting, you're not having to do anything crazy out. Yes. Don't go with the pace of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> out there. Yeah. Out there. You know where the ball's going. Get there. <laughs> so many, that's like a thing with a lot of youth keepers too. It's like, they're going, I'm like, get, get there. Yeah. <laughs> get over to your set. We'll get rolling. Exactly. Um, but this builds just in a lot of different ways. So I just kind of, from a convention standpoint, again, trying to, to show something that, like you said, in a bunch of different environments, you can implement with your goalkeepers and then kind of coach them through the different movements. But we do this with high balls. We do this with um, little block case saves, spread saves. You'll see the kind of goes into that too. We'll bring the volleyballs out. Um, nothing really groundbreaking here. It was just something that wanted to show. Feel like it it could resonate with some people, but no, for sure. No, no, I I I love you showing these pictures, and I think you know that Suski, Obviously, that's the, when we're talking about at least in the United States, when we're talking about you know the independent club environment, the limitations on field spaces is definitely a concern a lot of the times, and a lot of times goalkeeper coaches have to get creative in order to be able to to get activations going or or any sort of session. Um, Morgan, I also want to talk about you know obviously the fact that you know you're in the very beginning of spring ball right now. So spring ball is just, just kind of started. This is a good time to do these types of activities, right? These types Absolutely. of sessions. Absolutely. We just got out of our um, eight hour segment. So that we had like 45 ish minute team training sessions, yeah. um, which left us with like 15 ish minutes with the goalkeepers before they're going in and kind of hitting more live stuff. Um, so it was like short bursts and it's, that part sucks because um, you don't really have a lot of time to get in the nitty gritty. And it's like you start to do the things that are really agitating to them. And then it's like, eh, and they're gone. Um, so now that we're getting into 20 hours, we're going to really be able to, to take a deep dive into some more stuff, do a lot more decision making, a lot more problem solving stuff, which I think is really exciting. So again, it gives them some more autonomy within it. Um, but now it's like build the base, build the base, build the base. So it's like we're efficient. They have the tools. I always like say it's like you have your little tool belt. And you have like your block save, your spread, you're just normal handing all this stuff. And it's like, and then when we get in there and it's decision making, it's like, what tool am I pulling? That's already sharpened because I just did that from a foundation standpoint. So, yeah, I love that piece of it, especially we have a pretty, we have a sophomore, we have a first year and then we have uh, our grandma grad student. Um, so it's fun <laughs> to, to have them here. We have a, a little bit of everything from where they kind of have been at within the program. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool time. That's so cool that you have so many different, so many different experience levels, you know, out there at the same time during, yeah. during the spring. I mean, that really does let you, let you be re really, really help paint pic different pictures, you know, depending on where, where, where you're at. Um, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about, so is there anything more on this session or is this pretty much? No, 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 that was it. That was basically okay. it. <laughs> that, that was oh it. Um, so I, I want to talk a little bit just in regards to just from a general standpoint, um, a lot of young coaches out there that they, they struggle with goalkeepers um, that are having problems, quote unquote, moving. They're like, oh, they don't move right, quote unquote. Um, and then they get frustrated because, you know, so-and-so, you know, uh, Jane and, 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 and John and everything are moving certain like goalkeepers and so-and-so doesn't move like a goalkeeper. But then I, I personally started realizing that when I when I used to be like that, I'm actually disallowing that other goalkeeper to to figure it out and learn how to move. That's going to be work for them. Do you do you agree? Yeah, I would agree. I do think there is like a general like foundation, but I also think when it comes down to those fine tuning of or the fine tuning of things, like it's kind of 
different. Like if you have a goalkeeper that doesn't have a really strong core, they're going to have to overcompensate until they get their core up to a certain space. That's helpful. And I got, I know that's different again, from like a development standpoint, especially with youth goalkeepers, because you have some that are just growing like three inches every week. And it's like, they're like a baby giraffe. Um, so there are, it's like, a, there is like a certain foundation to it, but it's also like, again, that self-discovery of what for me in this moment works. Um, Cause again, you have some that are like sprouting like little bean poles and some that are just going to be like little nuggets for the rest of their life. Um, so it's kind of figuring out what works for them. But I think there's like a general like eye test that you can look and be like, we, we could make that better. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. Cause I think again, that Susky, I think that's another trend where p things from people might be taking things a little too literally. It's like, don't coach the goalkeepers. So you're, you're overcoaching the goalkeepers at eight and nine and everything like that. And then you got goalkeepers at 13 who are diving on their stomach because they've been exploring for four years or anything. No, like there's that. a base. There, yeah. there, there's a base of, yeah. you yeah. know, proper technique and proper, like proper technique within a, a, a realm. Um, and, and certain bad habits you have to take out. I always say, don't, you know, don't coach the, the athlete out of the goalkeeper that you have. Like, you know, like yes. you want to kind of heighten their strengths and heighten their athleticism and figure out what works best for them. That's why I say there's, there's technique within a bubble, like, like within a range and it's not, you know, okay, you have to step this way. You have to, you know, it's, it's not like a line dance, you know, <laughs> so, so it, it'd be great if it was just two stepping, but it's not, that's I'm horrible at, but, it, but don't coach the goal. Don't coach the athlete out of them, but heighten heighten what you can and figure out what works best for that individual young to older at older goalkeeper absolutely yeah. so you said that way so, better awesome <laughs> I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little older yeah so, so. <laughs> hey you know hey you're you're, you're it's it's 3 30 in the afternoon and you're still at you're still at the office so uh, you know we will we will we will excuse you on that one. Um, but maybe, maybe Morgan, maybe, maybe more like the advice to like young coaches out there. Maybe it's more like share these techniques at the foundational ages and then let them work on it and work on it and don't micromanage their movement, but still share and demo and have them go through it. But don't like stop every rep and be like, no, your hand's supposed to be here. Your hand's supposed to be there. Cause I see a lot of that at the young ages. We have to let them figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, exactly. you give them the tools, like we said, and their tool belt or in their toolbox and let them figure it out. And sometimes if they're doing reps and they keep making the same mistake and you've given them the tool to fix it, let them go through like seven reps or whatever. And, and then be like, all right, then have a discussion about it. You know, like you keep, you keep your, you're positioning your foot, you're, you're on your heels every single time on this. Let's try to change this up and see how that, how you gain success from that. And, and when they see that, Hey, I, I did it this way. I changed this little thing up and now I'm making the save I wasn't making, or now I'm getting to the ball I wasn't getting to. And, and you know, let them fail in a sense in order to learn. Absolutely. And I think too, like finding what works for your keeper. Cause like for some, like we have one goalkeeper that I can be like, Hey, this is off kind of fix it. And she can physically feel it in that moment or see me fix it. And then she can kind of replicate it. We have another goalkeeper. That's like, I need to see film to kind of, see it through yeah um, a lot of that is kind of not only figuring out what is the right thing for your goalkeeper but it's also like what helps them see it or understand it to then fix it like i remember we had our one goalkeeper kept getting set uneven and i was like move your left foot up in her set every time she's like really 
you sure? And I would like film it. And there was one day on Spidio, I was like, I was like, fine, screenshot it, send to her. And she just goes, damn. <laughs> she, was like, she was like, okay, okay, okay. I see it. But she's like, I feel like I'm even like she'd look down, we'd put on a line and everything and she'd scoot it back. And it took her then from like, she needed to visually see herself from a certain yeah. angle to, to really see it. So again, I think that's part of the really cool piece of coaching is like that self-discovery of um, how can you communicate with your goalkeepers? What mm-hmm. works? So a really good point. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm just, just thinking out loud here, you know, like in regards to, in, in regards to that, I think like, and Suske, you know, you can, you can attest for this, you know, being in the, in the youth environment, you know, for, for a while as well too. I think a, a, one of the issues that's out there is that um, parents, we really appreciate you learning the position and we appreciate you, <laughs> you know, taking an interest in, in the position and, and, and educating yourself on the position but if you're going to educate yourself, then you need to educate yourself on how to how to behave uh, in the journey of the goalkeeper too. Um, because I've been in I've been in youth environments, especially in the private environment, where then the parent starts talking about what the goalkeeper is not doing right in front of them, or after every spe- after every rep, hey, your hand. Remember, remember what he said. Your hands are supposed to be blah blah blah. <laughs> And when you're getting all those voices at that same time, now you're not allowing that goalkeeper to be free and explore in any way, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Also, shout out. I feel like my mom was like the best soccer mom ever because she was like, "Don't know, care about it a lot." Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Down here, and it wasn't. I would just like kind of get in the car and she'd be like, "Yeah, good game." Or if I like let in a crappy goal again, and she'd just be like. I'd be like, I know, I know. And she's like, let's, mm-hmm. let's go home. Like, so I was like, just, she's like, trust your coaches. They know what they're doing. You're in a great environment. And I was like, I love that. So shout out Sandy Rule. OG Sandy. Love her. Love her. <laughs> you too, that. mom and dad. Shout out to <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, I got a question. I got a question for you, uh, Morgan, because obviously, you know, you've, you've got the bands there uh, earlier on here in this activity and let, let's say people don't have access to the bands. Are there any other derivatives of this that they could do for an activation with their young goalkeepers? For sure. I think you can even do it without the band, like just doing it. Um, I always have like either like your little flat cones or just using it over a line um, where you're just at least just doing that visual. Um, there's times too, where I, I wouldn't have the bands out on the field. And I literally would just tug on their shirt a little bit more like for the one that you put around their hip and go, with the hurdle too, like I'm not, despite the fact that the hurdle has showed up twice in this session, I'm not a big hurdle person. Um, I'll just even use like flat cones. So it's just getting mm-hmm. them to jump backwards. So if you don't have access to hurdle, if you don't have access to um, the band or anything, it's good. You could literally just remove them and, and add either cones as a visual or a line or something like that. That's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like at, at about what age, at what age would you feel comfortable doing a lot of these activities with just from the jump or, or, or are you talking about a little bit older? Yeah, I'd say straight from the jump again. I think that foundation piece of having them kind of self-discover how does my body move in this moment? And and you're kind of correcting them through like what it should kind of look like, but you're not like your foot must go here each time. Otherwise, like they might have shorter legs. So like their drive's a little bit different. They might have longer legs. So they have to overactivate their quads. Like having them self-discover that I think is the really important piece. Um, and again, because there's going to be a time where they're training in their backyard, finding some way to get better and we're not going to be there. And them having us there prior to that with their little training wheels on and kind of showing them how to self-coach is incredibly important. Um, so then when they're out training in their backyard, that they have a way to sort of understand how it should feel and how to like fix it. So it feels like that. 
Yeah, um, and I think a good point was, and their bodies are changing. Yeah. So if you know, you can't wait until they're done growing. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like so, if it's if it's a consistent thing that they can feel, well, now my feet are size eleven, and they were <laughs> like size nine. Yeah. Um, but I can still do some of the same mechanics to to feel my body properly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love how you said that, Sus, because it's yeah. like someone's like going to show up at like 18 years old. It's like, hi, this is our, uh, this is our goalkeeper, six foot four. They just finished growing. Uh, can you teach now, them goalkeeping now? Now, 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 now teach them goalkeeping. Exactly. <laughs> teach them. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Well, well, Morgan, we don't want to take up too much of your time because I, I know, obviously, you got a lot uh, going on. But can I have, as we kind of wrap up this uh, and everything like that, um, like what what mistakes have you seen coaches making um, when they try to do these these types of uh, efficiency activities? And, and and what advice would you give them to, to try to make some adjustments? I feel like the biggest mistake, and I think I, I definitely did this when I first started out, is being like, there's one way to do it and there's my way. Because again, as a keeper coach, you're trying to establish like your brand and your philosophy. And you're like, there's this way to do it. And I totally believe in this. And I think the, the most important thing is being fluid and understanding your athletes and being creative and trying to seek different ways to help them. Um, and, and that keeps you hopefully not stagnant and you with your own little cement legs, I guess, if we're making this a full circle metaphor there. Um, <laughs> that just being fluid with understanding your keepers and also being just fluid with collaborating with other people and kind of understanding what works with them. Um, I think that's the biggest mistake is that you see like a little bit like old school goalkeeper coaches or even people when they, like I said, first get in that it's like, this is the way to do it. And that's the only way. Um, and I just don't think that's going to help us grow anything. I'm perfectly comfortable with, but again, this is not a, a exact replica of what we do in our environment, but I'm perfectly comfortable being like this, the snippet and somebody could be like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I'll be like, okay, that's feedback. For me. <laughs> now I know didn't work for you. How would you change it? How are we changing it? It's like, I'm, I'm fine with being in that space. Um, and I think that's, that's just the biggest thing is continuing to try and seek different ways to, to help your goalkeepers and just the position as a whole and not being uh, stubborn for lack of a better term. So ask anything you want to add? No, I think just what we've talked about, I think, you know, there's a place for everything and, and you, you can have those coaches out there that like everything has to be game. Like everything has to be like, you know, and, and there's, I agree with that in certain aspects, but if you're just reconditioning somebody to do, to do the wrong movement and they keep getting setting too far near a post and keep getting beat far post and everything's game like, and you're not taking the time out to actually break down the issue in sessions and, and go through some repetitions and give them other options and show them in video and, and stuff like that. There's, you know, there, there is a place for game like scenarios. And I agree that as much as you can do game environment scenarios, it's awesome with multiple players and the movement of the ball and, and different views. But as a goalkeeper coach, as you know, a teacher, you have to be able to break it down, slow it down and, and explain the why and um, not just keep, keep just letting them fail in a sense. Agreed. No, I, I love, I, lo I love what you just said right there. I mean, and, and it, and it is, it's a, it's a balancing out. It's a, it's well, because that's like the new philosophy is everything has to yeah. be game game. Like, you know, I agree. Like if you have people instead of mannequins, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you do yeah. one out. 100%. But I'm just going to show up at the next session, just roll out a ball and be like, hey, can we, I don't know what's more game like than this, guys. Just go. <laughs> but, but, 
the more you can incorporate what they're going to see is great, but you have to also fix bad habits and you also have to adjust things to make those game like scenarios more efficient, more simple, um, and to make a more well-rounded goalkeeper. It's like we can coach them how to make the correct decision, but if they can't execute the save at the end of the day, then that's going to be an issue. So again, this was small little tidbit of, of stuff. I feel like in, the realm of goalkeeping, I've heard that too, where it's like you just go straight into this decision-making thing. Um, I think there's definitely a time and place for stuff like this. Um, I, I was happy with how the session went at the convention from that standpoint that I could at least kind of show some stuff that's in more of a controlled environment. Um, didn't really want them going too bonkers on the the surface that we were in there and stuff like that. <laughs> you would have been, oh, I think. really on the pavement? You didn't want them going to. I said that too. I was just like, oh my God, I hope they're not talking. <laughs> <laughs> I know I said that to you, Mike. I was like, I was that's, like <laughs> that's like my PTSD from convention like 30 years ago. I'm yes. just like, I used to have to dive on that carpet on cement. With like the AstroTurf over oh, top. Oh my God. So Actually, they, they all just show up like hockey goalies, just wearing like all yeah. the padding and like the helmet all of the a hockey padding. goalie so they can set the people. I was excited for the the challenge of that and again to show like a little glimpse of, of what we do. But there's again I, I firmly believe there's definitely a time and place for for stuff like this. Um 100 percent yeah, I mean, and again, it's just, it's just, these are just snapshots and pictures and just, just, a, you know, as this Phil Wedden says, you know, we're just trying to share some ideas to just provoke thought as he, as he always says, which is always, always massive. Um, well, Morgan, we're very excited because obviously people are going to be able to connect with you on, on the union app and, uh, and get some mentoring from you. Uh, so if people want to reach out to you, uh, what, what, what's your handle? I think it's mrule22. Is that, is that what it yes. is? mrule22. Okay. Yeah, M rule yeah. 22. And obviously, you know, you can reach out to Suskia at Suskia uh, on the union app, or you can reach out to us at goalkeeper podcast. If you have a guest suggestion or a topic suggestion or at contact at 18, uh, let me do that again. Or at contact at inside the 18 media.com. Just DM us. That'll be easier. Just DM <laughs> us. Apparently I can't, I can't say an email address. Um, uh, Honestly, Morgan, we're very, very, very excited for this. Um, and uh, guys, we're gonna we're we're gonna be taking off. I'm try. This is a terrible way to to end this whole thing. So let me, you know, I've been I've been inside. I've been in the rain. I guess I my brain isn't functioning all the way. Uh, so I will just say this. Uh, thank you, Morgan. <laughs> thank you, Suskia. That's all the time Thanks, on guys. inside the <laughs> We are happy, out. Happy Women in Sports Day. Absolutely. Woohoo. Love it. Happy, <laughs> happy, happy women in sports day. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> all right. Bye guys. All right. Bye. Later guys. <laughs>